Hello, and welcome to Pop Culture Hangfire with Christian and Gabriel. A podcast where Gabe and I usually talk about pop culture from different years, but today is different. The year 2022, Elon Musk buys Twitter, the Ukraine-Russia war started, the Olympics were held in China, and Argentina wins the World Cup in Qatar, and a dog barks in the background. Gabe, any thoughts on the year so far of the events that have happened? Well, I sort of felt like it was again for the Ukrainian war, you know, because you, you know they keep they keep kind of they kept kind of inching in on him, so you know it was just it felt like ah it's kind of again, but uh, you know that's how it goes over there. I heard the World Cup game was super exciting. I didn't watch any of it. Neither did I, but I did watch the shootout. For the final game where Argentina won. Because shootouts are always they, fun. They won on a penalty or something, didn't they? Yeah, yeah I believe so. <laughs> I don't uh, I don't know exactly what that entails in soccer, but it sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, exciting win for them. But that sounds like such a disappointing way like for a game to be decided at that level. But I mean, doesn't that goes to show you, though? But no, but I, I mean, it was because they were like, well, okay, now I don't even know, but is it because they were tied the whole way and uh, and that that happened at the end? Is that how the, is that how soccer sports work? Well, so I heard penalty, and again, I don't really know enough about soccer, but like if it's just a shootout, that could be just from the tie. But like if there's some kind of penalty, did they get a penalty shot? Did they get an extra? Oh, like, I, I don't know. know. I oh, mean, I wow. heard penalty. We and did so no thought, research like, for people, this episode. I saw people say, "Ooh, like that's a bit of a that's a bit of a weird way for that to go," you know. And you could say, like, oh, there's such parody at this level. Like, that's amazing. But, like, I watch a notably kind of lower-scoring sport. And even then, you know, the game's going to have – it's not going to be 0-0. Zero, zero. It's, it's rare still somewhat to be 0-0 zero, zero at the end of your your game. Yeah, I I, uh, I did not do enough research to know what happens during, during football. Uh, and uh, I, I just know they won. And I know it was, like, his third one, right? Messi's third one or fourth one or something? World Cup? Or Argentina's third one? I, I, you know what? Facts, everybody. Everyone made a big deal about it. Yeah, I thought it was because it was like there was well, first that it was his retiring game or his retiring season, and that yeah, that's important. And I think he or Argentina or he and Argentina have like three under their belt already, so which is already impressive, right? Well, I'm I'm bored of this now. <laughs> Moving on, then. It's not it didn't it didn't come up like quick. I put it in and it started showing stuff, but it was like where it was held, and I was like, I don't care where it was hosted. <laughs> Apparently, it was hosted in Argentina in like 1978. I don't care. I'm pretty sure Messi wasn't born yet. Well, 78. Yeah, no, I mean, no, he probably he's probably younger than me. Yeah, he's just a little he's a little baby. Yeah, right. if anything. Um. Okay, let's move on. Another. Uh, let's talk about 2022 and. Some of the people we lost this year. Now, for me, the big one, and I think I, I through more than one episode, I've said it. Uh, Taylor Hawkins passed away in, in 2022 in March. That was a big one for me. I did not anticipate how much I was connected to that. But uh, but yeah, but it still remember it. So he was he was a big loss for me this year. Another big loss that we had just as a human nation, as, as a human, uh, Sidney Poitier, a fantastic actor. Can't say enough great things about this individual and what he did for his community, what he did for acting, what he did. Just a, a phenomenal human being. So we lost him. I forgot this, but Meatloaf died in 2022, by the way. I, you know, I... It happened, and I remember that. And yeah, it just doesn't feel like it was this year for some reason, maybe right? Because of the other deaths. As I was looking at the at the people who died, I was like, "Wait, they died this year too? That's crazy." Uh, Ray Liotta passed away this year. 
Yeah. You know, Mr. Mr. Uh, Goodfellow himself. So that movie introduced me to him. And then after that, he almost became a parody of himself in every other movie because of how strong that movie was. But I remember... Like, go ahead. I was going to say, it's kind of like, it's, it's like, it's like some kind of weird version of being typecast. Like you weren't typecast as the same thing. You were typecast as a thing that's sort of a, you know, mockery of <laughs> yeah the other thing. Because the only other thing that I saw him in where I was really impressed with his acting was a movie called Narc. Um, that finally I was like, oh, he's not the wise guy in every movie anymore, you know? But because that, that, that kind of happened to like Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci for a minute, like they were just the wise guys for a while. And they all, and Joe Pesci, I think, because Home Alone was before was before um, Goodfellas, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Because I feel like it would have been a weird transition for him to go from Home Alone to I mean, from from Goodfellas to Home Alone, you know, like you're like, wait, uh, what if we put him with a child? Yeah, exactly. You know, the guy who shot Spider, you're gonna put him with a child. Uh, I don't think that's gonna work. But I, I kind of feel like that has to go that way. But De Niro had already been doing some good acting, then did Wise Guys because he did like three Wise Guy movies, right? And then he went into a little bit of comedy. But I feel like Ray Liotta stayed in that wise guy, and then and, until he broke out, he ended up on TV shows and stuff like that, right? I like one of those so, SVUs yeah. or one of those Law yeah. and Orders, I think, right? Just you know, there's crime enough uh, on television. There is you, you can find a spot. There is crime enough on television. Uh, James Caan, we lost him in uh, in 2022. Another amazing actor, uh, Olivia Newton-John. Are you familiar with her? Yes. So I always think of her as from Greece, right? Always think yeah. of her from Greece. That's what I would think of. But you know that she had a, a, a more impactful music career than she did an acting career? I mean, I did not know that. She's a, a four-time Grammy Award winner, okay? She had 15 top 10 singles including five number one singles on the on the billboard hot 100 and two number one albums in the billboard 200 um 14 okay hang on 11 of her singles including including two platinums and 14 of her albums including two platinum and four two times platinums have been certified gold by the um recording industry association of america I always thought she was the actress from Greece. And I remember like the 80s song, Let's Get Physical or 1970s song, you know, like Let's Get Physical or whatnot. But I didn't realize how prolific she was as a singer. Yeah. So she was slumming it in Greece. Apparently. (laughs) Apparently that was a side gig that she had. Let's let's just let's just dabble in this thing. Oh, John Travolta wants to do a movie. I guess I can do a movie. All right. Last episode, closing off 1983, or one of the episodes of 1982, I'm sorry, uh, we talked about the snowman. Uh, Raymond Briggs passed away in 2022, English illustrator, cartoonist, graphic novelist, and author, achieving critical and popular success among adults and children. He is best known in Britain for his 1978 story, The Snowman. Imagine how all these things connect, Gabe. It's... uh. That's weird. It's just proof that we're living in the simulation. It is. Another connection. Remember when we talked about Das Boot in the 1981 episode? Yeah. The director of that film was Wolfgang Peterson. He passed away in 2022. It's like we are telling the future, Gabe. <laughs> but Oh my God, if we talk about more movies, we got to be careful. We're yeah, going to start killing people. We're going to start killing people. I'm afraid for 2023. I'm not going to lie. I mean, we talked about something with James, with James Conn for sure. We did. Although that could just be because he's a little bit prolific, you know. A little bit. Queen Elizabeth II passed away a couple months ago, right? Best known for being the queen for 90, the queen. Like 90 years and refusing to marry because if she had married, she would have lost her power. Just putting it out there. Very smart woman. Sacrificed a lot to be able to keep, keep it. We lost Coolio in 2022. I remember that one. And we lost uh, Dame... Angela Lansbury, Miss Murder, She Wrote Herself. Yep. Forgot about all these. 
crazy, right? Yeah, every year I'm always surprised. I guess it's not going to get any better either as time goes on, you know? Like, at a certain point, like, it only ramps up as you get older. I'm not going to lie you're to you. young, you don't know enough people. So, like, you know, anybody you know is probably either younger or not. <laughs> so it's more of a surprise, but there's less of them, you know? And then as you get older, it's less of a surprise, but there's more of them. And you don't think about adults as people who, who are in your in your demographic, right? So you're mm-hmm. like, my teacher might die in 10 years, but you're like, I don't care. That's my teacher. She's 30 years older than me. Who are they? But I was thinking about that. I was thinking about like, wow, so many prolific people have died. And it made me automatically think, how old is Clint Eastwood? And when was the last time we heard from him? I'm concerned with Somebody Clint Eastwood. Somebody just <laughs> check on Clint Eastwood. He's a national <laughs> treasure, goddammit. I don't know why I automatically went, oh my God, is, is like, are we going to have some terrible news about Clint Eastwood very soon? You know, we, I mean, we heard about Bruce Willis, you know, quitting acting because of what's going on. Uh, with with his own uh, with his own personal journey through this uh, ailment that he has, yeah. So it I I I, I now want to check on Clint Eastwood every week just to be sure. Like, uh, here's the thing: he could go; it's fine. Like, I just, but I just want to know that he's okay or that he's going. I don't want to be in limbo here, but I haven't heard from him in a while. Is all I'm saying. So we want to dedicate this episode to looking back into 2022. Uh, we, let's talk about some of the shows we we uh, we watched that we recommend. Some of the movies we watched and rec- recommend, and then let's talk about some of our own personal achievements in 2022 or things that we want to boast about, and uh, a little bit about uh, what we're looking forward to in 2023. Uh, so we compile a list together, and we're gonna go over some of the things. Now, as Gabe, as you mentioned, maybe I was a little more active in watching things in 2022 just overall and particularly of the year 2022 it seems like dramatically different it seems like i watch a lot of things and based on my list i don't like a lot of things i watch because that list should be bigger based on percentage wise things watched the things liked it's quite a big of a difference there just gonna put it out there so one thing that's uh, so these are the shows that stood out to me that i really enjoyed watching right uh, and then some honorable mentions. I think, I think at the top of my list is probably uh, the Disney stuff, Andor and Obi Wan. Those were really great shows for me to watch this year. They were they were so good. I looked forward to them. I was watching them, you know, as soon as they came out. Fantastic shows that that uh, I'm really looking forward to see them grow. I imagine because you didn't add to this list that you agree with those two. So I have still haven't seen Andor. God. I, I felt that way about Obi-Wan, though, and everyone says Andor's, like, amazing. So, like, I'm I'm excited to get into that, and uh, I'm excited not to have to wait, um, necessarily. You're just going to go? You're going to be knock him out in a weekend. Like, kill it in a day. But, like, I'll, you know, I, it's nice to be able to watch a couple back-to-back. Um, but uh, Obi-Wan was definitely, it was exciting <laughs> to see familiar faces and, you know, to, to get a little bit more information. And again, Andor's gotten nothing. I don't think I've, I've nobody I know that has watched it has had a, a crossword to say about it. So I'm I mean, very excited for technically that. Technically, I watched it and I have said there's some slow parts and characters that don't need to be there. Yeah, but like, I mean, if that's the worst you can say about it. It's it's episode two. The worst, the worst Andor episode is episode two from season two of The Mandalorian. You know, when he gets pulled over by the space cops mm-hmm. and he's in that one cave, if that's the worst thing I can say about Andor, that they have there were those... still cool ice spiders. There were, there were, but I, that that's the worst thing I can say. Like, yeah, the see. worst episode of Andor was the worst episode of Mandalorian, and that was that one. Uh, there you go. But everything else was on point. Um, I really, really enjoyed Reacher. I think both you and I both enjoyed Reacher quite a bit. That was from this year, huh? I believe so. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize that that was quite as recent. Because I remember when I went to watch it, I was like, okay, I'm gonna get into this, and uh, I, I burned through that one. I think that's the problem. I think that be- this is one of those shows because it was Amazon; they released it all at once, so you yeah. just, you just went right through them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a lot of fun watching She-Hulk. I, I think that was a fun show to watch. Just gonna put it out there. I know you haven't seen that one, but you know when you I get around not. to it. The Boys. 
still a huge fan of the boys. I think that's a fantastic, fantastic show. I'm just not caught up on that. Like I didn't watch the most recent season, but the rest of it was uh, interesting. That's one of those shows that like, I, I find it very entertaining and I, I very much like want to see what happens, but I also periodically just have to like pace myself. I got to stop because there's nothing, uh, there's very little uplifting <laughs> about that show. It's almost, it's almost too real. You know, there, there's some come up like, man. There's some come up. Yeah, there is. I mean, there's a few. There's a few moments where you go, "Ah, somebody got what they deserved." But get, someone getting what they deserved versus like being actually uplifting, I feel like there's a bit of a difference. Huge difference, yeah. In the the way things are in the world. <laughs> so I mean, look, Homelander is, is is that is what if superheroes were real, this is exactly the kind yeah. of corporate nonsense and yes. the awful people. Yes, you're just like, oh god. <laughs> Yes, no, I I, I completely nailed agree. It. They nailed it. Completely, completely <laughs> agree. It is, it is you know what it is? It's it's Avengers Endgame if the government took over the Avengers. Remember, that was the big split that they had in the movie where like Tony mm-hmm. Stark was like, no, we need a superhero act. And Captain America was like, no, we don't. This is the it's worst. It's worse than the government. It's the it's corporations taking it exactly. It, it, it's fantastic. On that same note, uh, Peacemaker. I caught that late in the year, probably late, but I really enjoyed Peacemaker. I thought it was a great, great. John Cena was fantastic in Peacemaker, and that one I recommend to everybody. Yeah, that's uh, that's on my radar to watch just because Cena seemed like he was pretty entertaining in it. Um, the other. Th- Two mentions I have are only murders in the building. That's a really, really good TV show. It's really good, and that's Steve Martin, um, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. Uh, and and you know what? Actually, I saw them on SNL. They hosted SNL like a couple weeks ago, and in the opening monologue, they said, "Watch our show on watch our next watch our show on Hulu." And I was like, "Wait, that's a Disney Plus show." Uh, and I think it went back to the conversation you and I had where like these streaming sites will only do a certain amount of seasons because it brings in new audience. But once it's not bringing in a new audience, it's no longer necessary because subscriptions are already there. But it's one of those shows where like Hulu was like, no, we'll take it. <laughs> we'll pick it up from here. That's the weird thing that happens sometimes, too, is you'll see like a competing service will pick up the rights to something and continue I mean, like Brooklyn Nine Nine, right? Real weird. That was another but, yeah, Brooklyn Nine yeah, yeah. scenario. That happened to them like twice, didn't it? Or I think at the beginning it happened, and then after their success, it happened, and then yeah. they closed it off with another one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, only murders in the building. It's a fun show. I think people forget how good the team up of Steve Martin and 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 Martin Short is. Like, go back to Three Amigos. Go back to their SNL stuff. These guys are masters of their work. It really is. And I, and you know and and they're in their 70s, 80s. If you see them being interviewed, these are some of the sharpest fucking people. It's like Mel Brooks sharp. And Mel Brooks is like 90 something. See Mel Brooks, 90 something, not concerned. I don't need to check on him every week like I want to check with 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 uh Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Mel Brooks is doing fine, I think. I just put his book uh, uh on my cart to order it. Um apparently it's fantastic. He recollects and tells the story of his biography of his life. It's, it's, apparently, it's just phenomenal. So that's on my, on my cart for 2023. It's got to be pretty funny. Um, the other show I want to mention that, that is not a honorable mention, it is a mention, is Murderville. I don't know if you've seen that one or heard of it. This is a Brit- I don't think I've heard of it. It's a British adaptation of a show. But basically, uh, what the show is scripted, Except they'll invite a celebrity who is not aware of what's going on and they have to improvise their entire performance. So the show is a murder mystery show and the guest celebrity comes in without knowing anything. And they have to follow the lead of the, of the main actor, right? So in this case, it's, it's um, Will Arnett. He is the lead detective who is handling the entire case. Everything is scripted. <laughs> except for what the actor's reactions are to what's being asked of him to do or her. That's funny. Oh, it is fucking hilarious. I mean, Will Arnett is a, is a genius. He's funny by himself. Exactly. But... but imagine you bring in, like, um, who was in the first season? 
Season one, episode one, the guest is Conan O'Brien. Oh, man. Yeah. Marshall Lynch, I think, is a football player. He was in episode two. Yeah. Kumal Nanjani was in episode three. There's uh, somebody named Annie Murphy. Sharon Stone was episode four. Ken Jong was phenomenal uh, in episode five. And then they did a Christmas special with Jason Bateman and Maya Rudolph. And for some reason, they threw in Pete Davidson at the very end, which made no sense whatsoever. So I am I mean, looking. Pete Davidson rarely does. Yeah, I am looking forward to season two, but it is it is incredibly funny, um, and and so well done because again, Will Arnett does not break character. That dude is is great. I can't picture any progress happening with Conan because I just you know he's got he'll go back and forth for so long just on one like thing. And you know what? Look, that. if you How watch you move the story, if you watch anything, watch the Conan O'Brien episode. He is so fucking good because he does exactly what you're doing. He questions yeah. and does everything, but he's yeah. also put in a corner where he can't do much. So it's only <laughs> he's being restricted, and it's and and oh, it's it's so good, so good. I, I will highly recommend that. I think the only other things that I would say honorable mentions for 20... Oh, go ahead, Gabe. Sorry. I was going to say, like, I, I thought about it a lot. I didn't write it down because uh, I, I was considering. But, like, I think I still haven't quite finished it. I have an episode left. But um, Ring of Ring of Power? Is that... Shit, I'm forgetting the name now that I'm on the side. Uh, Lord of the Rings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. If you want to mention that, fine, I guess. Oh, okay. Rings of Power, plural. That's right. Yeah, Rings of Power. I, honestly, so slow start, be damned. Like if you're a fan of Lord of the Rings, I think it's worth a watch. Like it, it does an excellent job of portraying the world. The casting is really good, um, and it's interesting. And like again, it, like it, it does. It's got some deep cut lore happening. Like they're doing their own thing a little bit, but it's got references that go back. I'm excited for the next season of it, just because. Now that you've done all this introduction and this build-up work, it should be really interesting to see how it starts to pay off. Oh, we can get to the good stuff, is what you're saying? Well, no, I mean the the end, the the the, the last couple episodes of the of the season are, are pretty action-packed here. Like they do all this build-up, and then for the history of Middle Earth, right? Like you have when um, Sora, the no, no, the the <laughs> I'm talking about the. <laughs> The Numenorians, like when they come over across the sea to help drive out the evil, you know, which is, yeah, it ends up being um, Sauron. But when they come over there, like it's a big deal because like that's where uh, Aragorn's lineage is, you know, mm. is these the men, you know, from over the sea, like who were previously like friends of the elves and all this stuff and like getting to see some of like their in their prime kind of i mean i guess it might be a little bit on the downslope because they have to you know leave their island but getting to see some of their like architecture and their culture because like you see you know aragorn it's like a derivative like you know like these are the last of these people that are now people don't even know who they are they think they're these raggedy ragtag people that just are kind of nomadic and really they're working hard to protect everyone else from the shadow and they're the descendants of kings you know and, and people don't know that but to see them where they come from is 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 it's uh, satisfying. All right. So Gabe says, watch uh, Rings of Power. Rings of Power, plural. Honorable mentions. I will say Pam and, Pam and Tommy. The miniseries was actually a really fun one to watch. Now it was fun for me because I was aware, and it happened during my like adolescence, like you know late teens. So it was great to see all that stuff that you don't know about right because a lot of times when you're going through something you don't realize it's happening you know like like i was listening to a podcast and they were talking about vanilla ice and ice ice baby and i was like yeah it was a one hit wonder what's the big deal but the podcast went into a very uh, much deeper um or retrospective of what that meant right ice ice baby or uh, it was like the first rap song that hit number one. And you're like, wait, that was a rap song? <laughs> like, you know, like I remember it as a, as like, oh, it was a catchy. Wait and tilt your head. Yeah, it was a catchy, really a catchy, uh, you know, but then they were like, no, no, but this was like the first rap song that, that hit the Billboard Top 100, you know, like, but, and then they go into like, but it was, it took a white 
person to get a rap song into that. Like Dr. Dre, you know, uh, you know, uh, Public Enemy, you know, like Salt and Pepper, they all tried, but something prevented them from. And they were like, <laughs> maybe, <Something>. yeah, exactly, <laughs> something. <laughs> And and you know so they were talking about that and they were they were comparing Vanilla Ice to like Elvis Presley and how he made black music popular among so mm-hmm. to me I was like oh right this is again having lived through it I was like oh no that was that's a one hit wonder that's what we call them now it's like oh it's much deeper than that because it wasn't a one hit one hit wonder it was a white <laughs> one hit rap a white wonder. hit wonder yeah white hit wonder bread most likely you know so, yeah, yeah so there's there's a lot more context to some of those things exactly you exactly. realize yeah so pam and tommy like again i was there i i thought i understood what happened but seeing like you know everything that that led up to that and and what they went through and everything you're like oh okay so yeah, so that's an honorable mention for me. I think Reboot, I've talked about it. It's a recent show that's currently happening and new episodes are coming out every week. That's good. It's actually really good. Um, Atlanta, the last season of Atlanta coming into the next season. That's a fantastic fucking show, man. Like I've heard that. Even Sometimes even I'm lost and I need to rewatch an episode to understand what's, ho- what's going on. But there is a lot... A lot going on with that show, and and all of it is working really well. And this is almost, and I hate using the term, and I'm not going to use it, actually, never mind. The last honorable mention is going to be Never Have I Ever. And Gabe, I, I will ask, but I kind of already expect an answer to this. Do you know what that is, or have you heard of it? Never Have I Ever. The show, no. Yeah. It's a show about high school. It's a show about a... A, an Indian girl's coming of age in and you know yeah Indian girl coming of age because a lot of the a lot of the background that she has is obviously rooted on her culture but also the American culture um, but it's also a high school story of a girl finding out who she is and what she does but they take a really really funny funny approach and it's so well done because you know it's it, it's it's one of those shows where the where there's a narrator narrating her life as it happens, kind of very much Wonder Years from the eighties. It's it's narrated by by. Do you know the tennis player uh, John McEnroe? Uh uh-uh. uh You don't? Okay. First of all, I'm surprised by that, but at the same time, I should. Do I know the tennis player? Yeah. And you're surprised? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Just because I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Gabe! You just reminded me you're white. <laughs> I see you as one of my own. <laughs> We're all green here. We're all exactly. I'm all like, no, you're not white, Gabe. You're oh wait, you are white. Well, John McEnroe is white, and yes, I do believe. I feel like you should tennis, know. This. I just feel like tennis is a super white sport, but I, I don't know anything about it. Really. Wait, would you consider tennis more white than golf? No, and, not more white than golf. And and I was gonna say, and golf's the country it, club. That's the classic. So you you think? Type. Classic stereotype: Golf is whiter than than tennis. I think so. Although, again, like you, tennis. I, the reason I would say, oh, it's a white sport, is because like you you have a classically like in like these overdeveloped suburbs is where you have like they have tennis courts included, you know, or it's in a gated community. Oh, we go, let's go to our tennis court. You know, that's kind of where you see that. That's interesting. I grew up in, I grew up in San Bernardino. There was no tennis court. <laughs> okay, so. Jen McEnroe, like I don't know sports. I don't know tennis. I besides the um the Williams sisters. But I know him because he was the what's the best way to to put it? He was the the Bo Jackson of baseball, the um the Bosword, the Boz of football. This is the guy that would like break rackets and yell at the um at the uh, so he was fun to watch. <laughs> exactly, that's who he was. Okay, I he get it. He disagreed with everything the judges the judges said. Like the dude was a character, and and he <laughs> was like he was the rock and roll star of tennis and of his of his time. And he is the narrator of this Indian girl's life as she struggles what, what, with coming of age. What a juxtaposition! I mean, 
It is, that's the start of the show. And then you have a very charismatic actress who really does a fantastic job acting and portraying that character and, and you know, the, the situations that are, that are made for her. It's a really, really good show. It's so good that I've, I'm on season three and I have been watching it re- religiously as it comes out. But yeah, Never Have I Ever, I highly recommend as one of those like, yeah, like the wild cards. Uh, moving on to movies that I saw this year and that we saw this year that we highly recommend. And again, Gabe, I know I was a little more prolific when it came to the amount of information that I took in this year based on our lists. But I think that we can all agree that, wait, of my list, how many of the ones that I have did you watch? Two. Which? What are the two? Let's go ahead and uh, start well, with Well, two, including the one I added. Oh, I said off my list. So one, yeah. Which one is it that you watched? Lightyear. Lightyear, okay. So Lightyear, fun film to watch, right? It was great. Uh, super fun. Yeah, super fun, great. Good to go. Okay. Love the mechanical cat. He was he was he was very much I think top three things of that movie. <laughs> I think the relationship between him and his friend and every time he comes back, he's a little bit older. I think that was my, mm-hmm. my second favorite thing. It was a good movie. storytelling uh, it was. mechanic. It was. It was very you know? good. Um, I think I've talked about it before. Prey, I think, was one of the highlights of this year for me. I, I really, really enjoyed that. That uh, I still need to see that. I, that, that again, got real, real good reviews. I saw more in reviews than anything else, and uh, I was like, boy. I, I, you know what? I've forgotten about that towards the end of the year with everything else going on, but I need to watch that. Yeah, I highly recommend that. Recently watched Werewolf by Night. Highly recommend that. That is such a fun film to watch. That yeah, it's, it, a Marvel film uh, that is that is shot to make it look like a 1930s black and white film. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. <laughs> it's fun when they do something different at this point. At this point, yeah, like you, you kind of have to. And it had to be it had to be a direct Netflix film in order to be able to pull that off, basically. Or or no, not Netflix, right? Uh, Disney Plus. Disney. (laughs) Um, The other big film that I highly recommend for everybody is the unbearable weight of massive talent. I think Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage at his most Nicolas Cage was perfect. There is nothing wrong with that at all, ever, ever. And and Pedro Pascal, which is again another icing. It's ah oh, phenomenal. Yeah, no that that movie highly recommend. If you're a Nicolas Cage fan, if you're a Nicolas Cage meme fan, if you're a Nicolas Cage, if you're a Jeff Goldblum fan, like you should need, you need to watch this Nicolas Cage movie. I don't know how else to say it. It's just it's so good. It's so good, so good. The Batman. It was it was a good film, uh, you know. Uh, it was a very good film. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a great reimagination of it. L- just looking forward to it. I wonder if the future of uh, this iteration of Batman is uh, threatened by the the changing of the guard. That's a very good question. Now, I will say that this new Batman had nothing to do with the MCU or the DCU. Yeah, technically. So maybe there's some safe ground there. But yes, you're right. Uh, hearing about Henry Cavill not coming back, James Gunn's just the way it was handled was yeah. so oh. atrocious. So especially because That's... if you watch Black Adam, and a, a spoiler alert, please stop listening now. The end credit sequence is Black Adam meeting Henry Cavill as Superman, leading into Black Adam Two, which is now has been canceled based on these changes. Yep, and friggin' uh, The Rock was so excited. He was to like hype him, him versus Superman, Henry Cavill, Superman. It was like we finally did it, guys. And they were like, "No, you didn't." You know what? <laughs> and and I will give credit to 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 The Rock. That man commits. You know, he believes and he commits, and it's a shame because he, like Ryan Reynolds, is a PR machine. You know, like you, you, you can't pay enough for that type of PR and you fuck it up by doing this. It's just insane. He's got his, he's got, he's got the fan base built in. Oh my God. He does. He does. All right. So yeah, the Batman, I think uh, 
uh, highlight of uh, 2022. And Gabe, you have a movie on on this list. What what is this movie? Uh, it's just a little it's a little uh, little indie film, you know, Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> tell tell us about why we should watch this movie. I mean, it's a rare instance where you can make the argument that the sequel is better than the original, and even rarer, it happened like what is it? How many years later? Twenty something, eighty, thirty years. Probably thirty. Yeah. I mean, we technically haven't gotten to it in the eighties season two yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, you know, so we don't, we don't want to get too detailed, but it's so far later, and 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 yet they handled the changes in the real actors' lives respectfully, Val Kilmer, and they still made it impactful all that time later and managed to pick up the story. Like, you know, it's a fantastic, it's over the top. You know, you, if you really want to be a spoil sport, you can watch Neil deGrasse Tyson explain to you why they couldn't do the things they did or whatever, because, you know, reality has, you know, no sense of humor, but just a fun movie. Like just the basic formula done, you know, done right. And I think a lot of practical effects again, which uh, credit to the, all the actors involved for like dealing with being in a plane and having to handle G's and like go through those physical rigors, you know, and not just phoning it in CGI. And and like we talked about, it, as of this m- moment right now, it is the hi- 11th highest grossing film of all time. <laughs> I mean, climbed that list. It's insane what it was, what it what it did. It's insane. But People yes, we're going to see that thing two, three times. I only saw it once in the theaters, but I did consider going back to see it again. Like if I'd had nothing, you know, if someone had been like, you want to go see it? I would have said yes. That's insane. Let's go ahead and talk about how insane that is. But yeah, I haven't seen it. I don't plan on watching it. I was never a fan of the first one. Nothing against the films. It's just uh, just wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. Now, I do have two honorable mentions. One is the Chippendale movie. Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie. I think they did a fantastic job of taking nostalgia and translating it into an adult humor film. I think that was well done. Great voice casting. So I highly recommend that one. And Confess Fletch. If you've ever seen any of the Fletch movies from the 80s starring Chevy Chase, John Hamm does a fantastic job taking the helm in this Confess Fletch. It's 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 a really good film, and I, I don't think it got the PR in order to, for it to push it the way it, it was, but uh, fun film. I highly recommend that one. Now, with that being said, let's talk about some of our personal achievements in uh, 2022, and I'll go first, Gabe. I went to the movie theater and watched the movie in 2022 after almost two years. Thor, Love and Thunder. Went to see it in the theater did the popcorn, did the drinks. It was insane to be able to do that after everything that had happened in the last two years. I I feel like that's a personal achievement slash accomplishment to feel like I could do that. And I went like at 11, 12, 11 in the morning, I think. So there was like barely any people there, which made it even better <laughs> as an experience because nobody was coughing on me. But that happened, and it, it was amazing to because I, I loved going to the movie theaters. So having being able to go back, I think that was a big one for me. I got a promotion at work. I'm very happy with that. I'm a great personal achievement. And I have maintained my writing and crafting. Now, for those listeners who don't know, I'm an I'm a avid writer and crafter. Love doing that. Love practicing calligraphy. Love doing all that. I am. Um, I don't say this enough about myself, but I uh, I write prose and poetry, and I and if you look me up on Amazon, you can find my books online. I do them for myself. I do them for my friends. I I got a lot done this year, and I feel really good about that. Uh, you know, Gabe, for those for for the Patreon listeners who can see the video. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, can you imagine having to actually pay attention? Oh my god, no, that'd be terrible. Um, but yeah, no. So it's 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 just uh, it was a good year for that because I I I've kept up to it. I think the other the other big thing that I did for myself this year finally, and again, this is the nerdiest, craftiest thing I can think of, is, is I already have a bunch of typewriters. I, I collect old typewriters. I've been looking for a script uh, slash cursive type font typewriter. 
I finally found one that was at a at a price I felt comfortable paying for, and I ordered it from a German uh, seller, and I got it at home, and it's beautiful, and it's everything I wanted it to be, and that was my gift to myself this year, and I'm so happy with it. Um, I just want to call that out. I'm very happy with a typewriter from 1970 um, that types like cursive. It's beautiful. I love it. Uh, but yeah, those are some of my personal achievements. Gabe, what do you got for yourself? I'm going to be honest. I struggle with this. It feels a little bit like what we just did at work. You're supposed to brag. Yes, per- you're supposed to brag performance here. Performance reviews. So I honestly only just now thought of something I'll say. So I'll say I got I made it out to see my mom in Alaska. Oh, right, right. Which, again, thanks to world events and various, you know, problems uh was something i hadn't done for like over two years at that point um so that was a big deal you know it's a little bit of a production already because you got to take a flight to another flight and then you know it's alaska so it's uh it's always an experience i finally made it in a season other than early spring where it's snow like on the ground not actively snowing but snow on the ground and uh characteristic to uh uh my uh my luck it uh it was uh overcast the entire time (laughs) (laughs) i went i went uh and uh but it was still very nice um and uh, i was not upset that uh, there wasn't sun since i live in an abundance of sun but other than that like honestly i i i can recall a lot of things that i would say that were not um achievements really that happened that were uh one-offs but i a lot of other things i aimed to accomplish didn't particularly happen but uh you know there's always next year but you know i don't think you're giving yourself enough credit i think that your commitment to your physical well-being is something you should give yourself some credit to you you've stuck to working out consistently and like i mean i can't commit i can barely commit to three times a week I'm 99% sure you're committing to a lot more than that. I feel like you need to give yourself a little more credit for all those little things that, that aren't as obvious to everybody else. I'll take that one. That one was good. And beyond that, I've I've started doing a few things that were just overdue to be done in general otherwise. But, uh, you know, a little bit of a, a, bit of a, a, a complication at the end of the year here with COVID again, getting in the way of, of the gym. The number one gains goblin, COVID. <laughs> Gaines Goblin. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, just uh, you know, be a little nicer to yourself, Gabe. That's no, no, no. I, it's not even like I. I mean, again, like I, 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 a lot of things I was working on, I just didn't fully get to where I wanted to be for some of them, and you know that happens. I worked a lot. Um, I won't know until it all comes together. I did a lot of extra work this year. It feels like, um, which is an accomplishment. We'll see if I get to have my biggest. Uh, my biggest report to the IRX on uh, earnings yet. I, I feel like it's going to be the case, though. Gabe, if you do it right, it's your least one because you were... <laughs> if you get a good tax person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so with the minutes we have left, let's talk about some of the things we're looking forward to in 2023. For me, it's mostly pop culture stuff, obviously. Like, I'm looking forward to the next Admin film. I want to see where they're going to... Fortunately for the show. Yeah, exactly. Fortunately for the show. Uh, but yeah, no, looking forward to the next Atman, looking forward to the next Guardians 3 film. I think that's going to do something for the MCU. Um, the Mario Bros. movie. I, I'm very curious what they're going to do with that, with the whole Chris Pratt thing. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. That looks so fucking cool. Super excited for it that. It does. You know, uh, The Mandalorian got stopped in 2021 it's coming back next year so fucking looking forward to that especially with everything that's happened you know it's just gonna be a, it's gonna be our avengers right like boba fett and or everybody's gonna come into this the team the team's getting assembled <laughs> I, I mean you know where's sam jackson exactly <laughs> he's probably in there somewhere mace right mace window was alive back yeah. in that section he keeps saying he's ready to come back Someone's just got to take him up on the offer. But yeah, no. He'll be like, down a hand. He'll be a little older, but you know. You know, and and technically, so wait, so this happened during 
that time. So technically, yeah, a lot of these characters that we're familiar with technically are alive, right? Osaka's alive. Mm-hmm. Everybody's technically alive, right? Yeah. Wasn't Mandalorian like right after the uh, Return of the Jedi? Yes, I believe so. So like, it's within lifespan range, you know? Like, I mean, I think the biggest impediment for Windu was like getting, you know, lightninged out of a window. I mean... But like, you watch the cartoon, that particularly that Cartoon Network one, like, the dude was dropping from stuff all the time and falling and just, like, like it was nothing. So, I mean, if that's if that's to be, then, I'm, you know, he's all, out there somewhere. All Jedi's person. were always dropping on things. <laughs> now, there's two things on the list here that I didn't put in, but you put in. Gabe, you want to expand on those? Okay, so we're crossing over. Like, it's in the process of coming out weekly, but I haven't started it yet, and it will be part of next year. Um, Willow, the TV show. Can I say I love the movie, but... I don't know how I feel about the TV shirts yet. I'm excited for it. Uh, okay. They brought some of the people back, obviously. Um, you have Warwick Davis. Yeah. a key part. Um, I forget the name, but I think the... Uh, I want to say the uh, the chick that played Sorsha. Oh, wow. They brought her back in. Like I, I think... I'm looking forward to it. I don't know if it'll live up to what I what I hope, but I I don't think I have super high expectations. I just want it to be fun, you know. Like, I, I think, don't think yeah, I think like, it's a universe that. that's interesting, and I think it's wide open canvas for them to just have some fun. Like there's not it's not like Lord of the Rings where you have these expectations. There's a fan base that's like gonna gonna actually beat you with their replica <laughs> swords if you don't do what you're supposed to do. Like people, nobody knows what's going on. There's no lore beyond what we saw. You know, have a good time. Okay. Uh, and then the other one would be Expendables 4, because I imagine, like every other Expendables, you're going to get exactly what you expect. Question for you. Now, we've already gotten Van Damme. We've gotten Steven Seagal. We've gotten Bruce Willis. We've gotten Stallone. We've gotten Schwarzenegger. We've gotten Chuck Norris. Who's left? Mr. T? Hulk so, Hogan? I was looking... There's not a lot known yet. Because you know he has but... to bring somebody from the... We've gotten Dove Lundgren. Like, what is... who is left, Gabe? Alf? Looking at the list, nobody jumps out as the person who's going to be that. But Eddie Hall's in it. Why does that name sound familiar? So he he boxed the mountain. He's he's one of the people... Oh, he's the world's strongest, world strongest man. man. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Megan Fox is in it. Okay. Seagal isn't it, so maybe he's the bad guy. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he wasn't in any of the previous ones. No, you're right. He is one of the. So holdouts. like he might be the 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 person there, unless they get someone else. Um, there's a bunch of other people that I don't really know that are just. There's a lot of new faces on the list, and again, there's not a lot of Liam Neeson. Oh, there's one. I hadn't seen him yet. Liam Neeson's in it. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. So what? Liam Neeson and Seagal are at that point. Fifty cents in it, which is. Interesting. I, I yep. kind of wish Jackie Chan was in it. <laughs> Maybe they're saving that for five. You got can't uh, you can't just put everyone in. But uh, but yeah, there's a there's definitely some new faces. I didn't I hadn't even seen Neeson before. He was farther down on the page. I was looking right before we started, and I was like, who the heck is even in this now? Like all the same faces, but like yeah. So uh, Seagal and Neeson. Okay. I think are the I'm I. I mean, you're throwing 50 Cent in there. I mean, is this the new Fast Five, Furious? <laughs> you know, like, what's it's going so on? Gonna be. And is it still Terry Crews? Is it still, like, Randy Couture? Is it still Jason Statham? So, I don't see Terry Crews. Like, I don't know if this is a complete list, because, again, we don't know a lot about this yet. Obviously, Statham's there. Lundgren's there. Stallone. I think that's your core. And, of... and well, make it Rourke also, right? I mean, obviously. Again, I don't see him on the list. Interesting. But, like, I think it's being billed as Stallone, Statham, and, and Lundgren as the core of the Expendables. And then, like, maybe a lot of these other people, maybe Megan Fox, there's going to be brought in as a new person on the team. Who knows? Or maybe she's making a cameo. Very few people are actually tagged as having names or what they're doing yet. Um, but it's supposed to release kind of later, September of uh, next year. Okay. I mean, like, I'm probably going to watch it. I'm not going to lie. It'd be interesting to see, though, how cooperative Seagull is with Stallone. That that's interesting. Again, it's 
they're goofy, right? Like the movies are goofy. Like there's a certain like they don't take themselves overly seriously, but they are trying to be a dramatic story and have action. And Seagal recently has been another person who is a parody of an action. Yeah, yeah. Star like he is just like he doesn't even move hardly anymore. Like he he's got to be he can't be in a fight scene. No, he at can't. this stage of his life, he's got to be he's got to be like the guy in the back office who's the bad guy. Well, he's got to be the figurehead bad I guy. I think he can be. Prediction. And close-ups and very tight changes. Or he's going to be the Bruce Willis. Or he can't, yes, or he can't lose. He can't lose the fight. He can't lose the well, fight. Well, he, he can't Bruce be Willis in a fight. Bruce Willis was just the CIA guy who came in and said, yeah. like, hey, he this is what's up. Like, he, he you can have Seagal do that. Yeah, he can't be in you a know, fight. Or the Chuck, Chuck Norris basically just shot some things. Well, he Chuck Norris the entire scene. And told a Chuck Norris joke. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, no, it's just. Which, again. Spectacular highlight of the series. Yeah, no. <laughs> Chuck Norris telling a Chuck Norris joke. Yeah, no, that was peak. Fantastic. I don't know. I, I don't know what else you can do unless you can get Seagal to make fun of himself, which he won't. He oh man, won't. if they can trick him into doing it, if they get him to eat a friggin' carrot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Gabe, twenty twenty two is over. Uh, we've covered everything. We've predicted everything for twenty twenty three. That's right. Uh, any uh, last words for our listeners before we? last words before we sign off for the year gabe oh yeah uh well i mean a uh happy holidays to everyone a merry christmas and a happy new year be safe uh it's uh every year i i i feel like i say this a lot in the episodes too but like i'm always surprised by how much happened you know all the different things of relevance that until you sit down and you reflect on them you don't realize how much of it was impactful to you personally so I think that's an important thing to do. I'm thankful for us having the show as a vehicle to do that kind of, you know, perhaps a little selfishly, but it made into a thing that's a, a presentation. But uh, personally, I find it cathartic. And uh, I think that's a useful thing to do for the year that maybe I wouldn't take the time to do as much otherwise. And, and yeah, and you know what? Uh, thank you, Gabe. Yeah, because that, that's exactly it. Like, I don't know what's going to happen in 2023. Obviously, none of us do. We don't know how long season two is going to go and, and if there's going to be a season three or what that's going to look like. But I do love the fact that we are keeping a journal for ourselves. And yeah, and with the end of year coming and with us individually planning our own 2023s, I think that that's, that's the lasting effect. Like, hey, keep track of what's happened because it, a lot happens. A lot happens. And we forget very quickly, month over month, week over week, because of, of the priorities that the media puts in front of us, that our own personal lives put in front of us. It's uh, it's easy to forget and and not take stock into the, the things that brought us joy and happiness and, and, and laughs and all that. So, yeah, you have your Maverick. I have my um, Werewolf by Night, you know. One brought in more money than the other, but who's counting? If it brought us Tom joy Cruise, in our hearts. Tom Cruise is counting that, hasn't he? He's absolutely counting. He's only got so many years left. When is he going to be in the Expendables? Wait, see? Five, six. We got him. You know, Jackie Chan's. You know, there's there's options out there. We got him. I would love. I'll end it with this. I would love to see Jackie Chan fight Tom Cruise in Expendables <laughs> 7. I'll say 7. <laughs> I'll give him time to prep. <laughs> I feel like Jackie Chan could still fight him in seven. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a fantastic end of your holidays and beginning of a new year. And we'll see you next time.